Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 247.com Tune in iTunes. And we have got a great guest joining us today here via the magic of the old Skip Skype. Yes, the Skyper Rooney, the fantastic. Avi Lipkin is with us. He is a best-selling author, and he joins us today here on our program talking about Israel's Operation Shield and Arrow. And was it a success, but what comes next? And we have got Avi Lipkin with us today. He joins us. Avi, welcome back to the broadcast. How are you, sir? It's been a long time. <laughs> yes, it has. Yes, it has. I am so glad you're out there, though, my friend. And... Um, so, Avi, talk to us a little bit about Operation Shield and Arrow. Give us some more details on this. Okay, well, uh, firstly, uh, you know, we are not in the Midwest. Mid- Midwest is a good neighborhood. We're in the Mideast. <laughs> Mideast is not such a good neighborhood. No, not, not, and, <laughs> no, not so much of a good neighborhood, my friend. And we are swimming in an ocean with lots and lots of very dangerous fish. Uh, So, for example, uh, Iran is a fanatic Islamic country, uh, which is Shiite by its nature. Uh, Hamas, uh, Islamic Jihad are Sunnis. It's a different type of Islam. Normally they hate each other. But uh, Iran is uh, paying them a lot of money. Uh, to make trouble for Israel because Israel is the common enemy of both the Shiites and the Sunnis. Uh, Iran, by the way, uh, a small piece of information is backed by Russia and China. Uh, So this has a very, very international flavor to it. Uh, You also have to remember that there's a country south of Saudi Arabia by the name of Yemen, and uh, Yemen is 50-50 Sunni and Shiite. And they have been having a very specific civil war going on there. And now Iran is supplying the Shiites, the Houthis, with missiles that can reach uh, any place in Israel. Uh, So if the war breaks out between Israel and Iran, uh, Shiite uh, Yemen is going to be attacking us. Now, there's another thing. Uh, The Iranians are putting out merchant ships out in the waters of the Red Sea, Indian Ocean, and Persian Gulf, Um, but they they hide, uh, they camouflage the fact that these merchant ships have been converted into warships, and kind of like what the Germans did in World War II. And uh, any Israeli merchant ship, uh, you know, navigating in those waters could come under attack from these merchant ships come warships, uh, and that is officially an act of war. If you attack in international waters, if you attack a ship, any ship, uh, that country has the right to counterattack. So uh, what we see happening is uh, Iran is kind of like an anaconda or a python trying to wrap itself and crush Israel, wrap itself around Israel, crush Israel. So we have uh, Islamic Jihad and Hamas in Gaza, 
We've got Hezbollah in Lebanon. Uh, we've got a Syrian regime, which is pro-Shiite. We have an Iraqi regime, which is Shiite. Uh, this forms part of the uh, uh, fertile crescent, a crescent of Shiite Islam. And of course, to the south, they have in Yemen their base of operations. And, uh, you know, I don't have to tell you that uh, they say death to Israel, but before they say death to Israel, they say death to America, because Israel is the little Satan, which cannot possibly survive without America, which is seen by Iran as the great Satan. And, you know, I have to tell you, I, I know we may have some time to talk about it, but the poorest southern borders of the United States uh, are catching um, a lot of, it's not only OTMs other than Mexicans, uh, OTLs, OTLs are other than Latinos. You know, I, my parents were from Argentina, so I'm a Latino. Uh, I grew up speaking Spanish at home. We love the Latinos. But you have a lot of Muslims coming across the border from Mexico. You've got Chinese. You've got Russians. Uh, you've got Pakistanis. You've got others coming in. Um, and uh, only God knows how many have gotten through. Uh, they've, they've caught a certain number. But remember, 9-11 was carried out by 11 guys. And these 11 guys have a lot of yeah. support. But the 11 guys. Uh, America is sleeping now more than it was on 9-11 and sleeping more now than it was at Pearl Harbor. We have got Avi Lipkin with us today, joins us live here on our big broadcast. He joins us via the magic of Skype. And uh, Avi, one of the things that I find just absolutely amazing is the fact that we didn't learn too much on 9-11 and now they don't even really want to teach it in schools because ah that's that's old stuff what what do you what do you think about all this that to, to me this is just insane well you know let's again uh, i'm 74 years old and i'm a history buff or a history freak and i know that the 99 of the american young people you know generation z uh, never heard of uh, franklin delano roosevelt uh, but uh, Franklin Delano Roosevelt, who was a Democrat, by the way, uh, by the way, who didn't like Jews very much, by the way, who would not bomb the one railroad track going to the gas chambers in Auschwitz when the U.S. Uh, intelligence knew all along that they were gassing and killing tens of thousands of Jews every day. Uh, anyway, Roosevelt, I believe the rumors that he knew that the Japanese fleet was about to attack Pearl Harbor on December 7th, 1941. Yeah. But the problem at that time was America and the polls was 50-50, isolationist versus pro-war. Uh, America always looked, maybe rightfully so, uh, with the Atlantic Ocean on one side and the Pacific on the other, Canada to the north, greatest possible neighbor you could have, uh, Mexico to the you know, American people don't want to know about stupid European wars or stupid Asian <laughs> wars. Americans, you know, spent, I think America lost half a million soldiers in World War II. Yes. Um, and so rightfully so, 50% of the American people, Quakers, Mennonites, Amish, others, opposed the war. 50-50. Uh, and so Roosevelt um, knew that if the Japanese were allowed to carry out their attack at Pearl Harbor, America would pay 2,000 soldiers. 
um, but that would unite the country 90% behind the war. Now, on 9-11, uh, the same thing happened. Uh, I've been traveling around the U.S. now for 33 years, speaking in churches, synagogues, radio, and TV. Before 9-11, my wife, had, who was an intelligence gatherer for the Israeli government, was telling her bosses that she's watching the Arabic radio and TV, and they are saying that uh, they tried and they failed in February 1992 to bring down those towers. But, you know, there's a saying, if at first you don't succeed, try, try again. And so these fanatic Islamic terrorists, the second time, succeeded in hijacking four planes and bringing the towers down. My first book is Fanatic Islam, A Global Threat. I spoke about the attacks on 9-11 on the World Trade Center five years before it happened. And everybody attacked me for being a racist. But after it happened, everybody looked at me and said, oh, this army, he's a prophet. And I said, I said, I'm not a prophet. I I just listened to my wife because my wife is picking up all this uh, valuable intelligence information. Uh, By the way, the Israeli uh, government at the time also would would not accept the fact that there was a planned attack on the World Trade Center. My wife and I were very, very much alone. Um, And then after it happened, you'd think America would wake up and say, well, here's an attack worse than Pearl Harbor. And uh, but President George W. Bush, a Republican, uh, came out and said, no, Allah is God. And and uh, I hope I'm not offending you. No, and Islam, no, 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 you're good. Of peace. And these are just some crazy crazies. No, this was a war to bring down America, because like with Iran today, Israel is the little Satan and America is the big Satan. And nobody wants to talk about the fact that this is a religious war. Uh, this is a theological or theocratic war. Uh, and so I have a feeling uh, from what I see going on on the southern border, also on the northern border of Canada, people are coming across uh, very easily. Uh, people are flying into the country with student visas uh, because all the universities are bought out by, by Islam. And so you've got all these uh, terrorists uh, online and ready to go. Uh, to, to, to bring America down. And, you know, I've been in Israel 55 years, but I come back to the States twice, three times a year. I love America more now than I ever did when I was a young kid. Because you, you don't appreciate something until you lose it or you're far away from it. And I'm far away from America when I'm here. I, I'm an objective, objective outsider looking in at America. And I see Americans are just so happy. You know, ignorance is bliss. And the American people are the happiest people in the world. But that's all about the change. And so, you know, I, you know, like, I don't want to say I'm tired about warning. Uh, the reason I'm on your show is because at least you're listening and your listeners are listening. Yeah. Um, but we have to get ready for a showdown. Now, getting back to uh, uh, Operation Shield and Arrow, um, there is a small group, crazy group called Islamic Jihad. And we took out six of their 12 top leaders. We had the AI, artificial intelligence. Uh, we knew how to send rockets in through windows uh, with exactly the right amount of munition to blow up the, the apartment from within without destroying the whole building and killing innocent civilians. Uh, I don't think there's any other country in the world. Well, of course, the United States has it. But uh, we are so careful not to hurt the Arab, the Palestinian uh, in the, in, 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 citizens 
they're not the enemy. The enemy is the Islamic Jihad. And I think that the Hamas, which is the one really in control in Gaza, was watching and seeing that they could be next on uh, in our target site. So they, they took a step back and they stood down. Uh, even Nasrallah in uh, Lebanon understands what happens if he tries to mess with us. But uh, Nasrallah seems uh, has been paying too much attention to the um, uh, protests in the street in Tel Aviv and in other places, thinking that the Israelis are so divided that Uh, but I think that the, the operation, you know, Shield and Arrow, showed the world that Israel, you know, we Jewish people, we are a very, very well-known uh, democratic people, meaning democratic means fighting with each other, uh, debating with each other, never agreeing on anything. Um, you know, I have to tell you something I've never said on radio before. You can quote me on this. <laughs> Once I had a, a Greek friend from uh, Nicosia, from Cyprus, and... Uh, he came uh, to Israel, came many times, it was always in my house, and we're watching the TV, and it was the Knesset, you know, our Congress, our, our Parliament, and there was such a pandemonium. Everybody was yelling at everybody. There was no decorum. You know, I grew up in America, and I was taught from a very young age that uh, you have a certain politeness in debate where you allow the other side to speak, and then your turn comes, and you speak, and that's all, and everything's done in a friendly manner. No, in Israel, it's a free-for-all. And everyone's yelling at everyone. And he said to me, you know, in ancient Greek, there's a term, which sounds very Greek. And he says, we don't know what it means, but it, it refers to the Jews. And so I said to him, is Hebrew. means a group of Jews. Because 2,000 years ago in Cyprus, there were many Jews living there. And even then, Jews were yelling at each other. So, so if our enemies look at us, and they see us yelling at each other. And think it looks like we're going to go to each other's throats, which, you know, not one person died from these protests in Israel. So everybody yells their head off, everybody lets off steam, and then everyone goes home and has a coffee or a beer or something. <laughs> so the enemies of Israel in Operation Shield and Arrow have seen that we have the human and the uh, AI, uh, artificial intelligence capabilities of pinpoint uh, targeting the enemies of Israel without harming the civilians. And I have to tell you, we are getting very close now to a confrontation with uh, Iran, uh, but we have a bank of targets which does not include the Iranian civilians. We are not out to attack Iranian civilians. The Iranians have been our allies for thousands of years. This whole crazy Ayatollah regime is an anomaly. This is something that has to be removed. And it will be removed at the end of the day. We have got Avi Lipkin with us today. He joins us live here on our big broadcast. So, Avi, let's talk about your books. You have some amazing books out there. Uh, talk to me about your latest one. Okay, well, firstly, all seven of my books are available on uh, com, And uh, biblicalalliance.com also has some uh, different radio and TV shows I've been on, uh, has, has certain explanations. Also, people can write to me. Uh, but the, the bookstore, uh, also, I hate to sound like a beggar, but it's, I'm not begging. I'm just saying there's a donation button there also. Um, I am the founder of the Judeo-Christian Bible Block Party uh, running for the Israeli Knesset elections. 
uh, uh, there are 40 political parties. My book number four is called Israel's Bible Block, and it talks precisely about the need for uh, representation for Israel's Christian citizens. I'm not a Christian. I'm not a Messianic. Uh, I'm just a regular, something between conservative and orthodox Jew. I think in America, jokingly, they say conservadox. But uh, conservadox today is a very rare thing in the Jewish world. Either you're orthodox or you're a reformer, I don't know what. But I'm in the middle of there somewhere. I love everybody. And I love the Muslims and I love the Christians. Uh, Muslims have representation in the Knesset. Uh, but Christians are, are a new community, relatively speaking, in Israel, especially the Russian immigrants, Ethiopian immigrants. And so what I'm trying to do is put together a wall-to-wall Judeo-Christian Western Civilization and Democracy Party. And so that is the subject of book number four. Books one, two, and three deal exactly with what we're talking about today, which is the threat of Islamic terrorism and also the threat of Islam taking over through immigration. In Arabic, it's called hijra, and um, it's, a, it's a jihad by deception, letting people into the country. And, uh, I mean, you know, Minneapolis now has an entirely Muslim board uh, in its municipality. Um, I have nothing against Muslims, but the point is America is going to lose its status as a Judeo-Christian country uh, if they keep bringing the Muslims in. And uh, I, again, Muslims are great, but Muslims are uh, those who are loyal to the Islamic agenda are out to convert America to be an Islamic country. And this is very dangerous for the American people, for Christians and for Jews and for Israel and for the world, because there is no country, I believe, in the world that can be world power number one and do the, the most important things that a world power number one has to do for the whole world. Uh, books number two and three. Book number two is Christian. First book is, is Fanatic Islamic Global Threat. <clears throat> That's my bestseller. It's in German also. Uh, book number two is called Christian Revival for Israel Survival, where I talk about the decrease of the Jewish population in America. And uh, except for the Orthodox, Orthodox are prolific, but the Reforming Conservative are not getting uh, ch- having children. Um, and meanwhile, the Muslims, while the Jews are now still 6 million over the last 80 years, America is still 6 million Jews, uh, in spite of all the Jewish immigration to America, the Muslims today are about, I think there are between 20 and 30 million people in America. Uh, so the Jews are eclipsed now. Uh, President Obama, actually, former President Obama, in his uh, speech, in his uh, inaugurational speech in January 2009, said that America today is a Christian, Muslim, comma, Jewish, Hindu country. Jews are a poor third, almost after the Hindus. Uh, so it's not a Judeo-Christian country anymore. Um, uh, so that's, I explained that in uh, Christian Revival for Israel's Survival. My third book was written after 9-11, where I talk about the, the new enhanced plans of Islam to destroy America. Book, again, book number four is about my Judeo-Christian Bible block party. Um, it'll sound strange, but I want to bring American culture and American politics to Israel as it was, you know, 100 years ago, uh, which when it was a Christian conservative country. Um, and book number five is a very revolutionary book. It's called Islam Prophesied in Genesis. And what I do is I take the book of Genesis or Breshid and I analyze it looking through the Hebrew uh, version of the Bible and I show how all the evil things that God hates 
are right there, smack center in Islam. Uh, and that Islam uh, is a, I got a three-year jail sentence in uh, Switzerland for saying it. Islam is not a religion, it is a criminal psychosis bent on the destruction of the human race. Uh, kill the Jews on Saturday, Christians on Sunday, Hindus, Buddhists, blacks any day. And then the Muslims go ahead and kill each other. Sunnis kill the Shiites, Shiites kill the Sunnis, etc. So if their god, Allah, which is basically the moon god, the war god, the sword god, says, you know, kill everybody, depopulate the earth, because we are in the image of God, and only Satan can say that he's greater than God. So he cannot be greater than God until those in the image of God are destroyed. This is what I'm saying in Switzerland. Uh, my sixth book is very revolutionary, where I discuss the exodus of the, of the Israelites from Egypt, uh, the 38 years in Mecca and in Mount Sinai, which is northwest Saudi, and then two years in Jordan. Uh, that's called Return to Mecca. And uh, then my seventh book is about the war in Syria now, uh, the, the war between the Shiites and the Sunnis. And, uh, you know, I would say if people really want to understand what's going on between the Shiites and the Sunnis, they really do need to get the seventh book, uh, Two, House, Two Houses of Islam. My books are not uh, academic books. My books are books of, of human experiences that I've had, especially being married to my wife, Rachel, who is an Egyptian Jewish woman from uh, Cairo. And uh, my wife is a TV announcer in Arabic. Um, all the Muslims wanted to marry her, by the way. And she would say, I'm sorry, I'm married already. And they said to her, it's okay, we can wait. And uh, the funny thing is, now I'm always flirting with the Arabic-speaking That's women. That's awesome. Uh, because I speak Arabic, so I speak to them with the Egyptian accent. They go nuts. They're crazy about me, even though I'm 74. And uh, I have a great time. And by the way, I have to emphasize, I love the Muslims. They're great people. Many of the Palestinians, some people say 85% are Jewish by blood, uh, but they were forced to convert to Islam over the last 1,400 years. Um, so, you know, like, and I love the Christians. You know, Christians are, are brothers and sisters of the Jewish people. My wife taught me this, that in Egypt, uh, you know, she asked me when I, we met here in Israel, said, why did you leave America? I said, the Goyim hate us. Goyim in, in Hebrew is, uh, you know, non-Jews. Either you're a Jew or you're a Goy. She said, no, 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 you don't know anything, she said to me. Uh, the Jews and the Christians are one people. We are the people of the Bible. In Arabic, we are called Ahel el-Kitab, the people of the book. And in, in Egypt, every Jew and every Christian who speaks Arabic, they understand that the Muslims are great people, but they are the Goyim. They are the pagans. They are the Gentiles. Because the God of Islam is the moon God, the war God, the sword God. And uh, when they say Allah Akbar, what they're really saying is our God is greater than the other God down the street, the God of the Jews and the Christians. Yep. The God of the Jews and the Christians is the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Anyway, so my bottom line is unifying Jews and Christians for the good of a Judeo-Christian Western civilization in the U.S. and also in Israel. And uh, I don't want to talk yet about my eighth book, which I'm working on now, but the eighth book is about uh, uh, the Battle of Lepanto number 2. And now most people never heard of the Battle of Lepanto. It was a battle in April 1571 in which the Spanish and Venetian Catholic fleets sank the Turkish navy. And it was the beginning of the end of uh, Turkish naval power in the Mediterranean. It was, uh, by the way, also six years after their failed attack on Malta. Uh, if you remember the Knights of Malta. I'm, in the, I'm a history guy, so I'm always comparing <laughs> different things that, that happened in history. Um, and so... The Panto II, I believe, will start with a Turkish attack 
on Cyprus, uh, because the, 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 the Turks conquered Cyprus from the Venetians, and then the British conquered it from the Turks. And they didn't conquer it, but they did Hong Kong. They did a 99-year lease. And in 1977, uh, the Turks said, okay, the 99 years are up. Cyprus reverts to Turkish control. And you know what they found now? They found that uh, Cyprus has oil, uh, oil and gas. And Israel do. has made an alliance <laughs> with the Cypriots and the Greeks uh, to protect them from the Muslim Turks, who would just kill them all. So uh, we are now in the quiet before the storm, because uh, if the Turkish Navy gets sunk in the Second Battle of Lepanto, as I predict, this will be the beginning of Armageddon. Uh, you've got hundreds of millions of Turkic Muslims that broke away from the Soviet Union, but they're all Turks. And uh, they, many of them will be ready to come to Turkey, join the Turkish military and march on Israel. And so what I'm doing is I'm trying to build the Christian ally armies. Uh, this is the Crusades all over again. But this time the Crusades hopefully will be our allies. We have got a great guest with us today. He joins us live here on our big broadcast. Well, Avi, before we let you go, how do people buy your books and get involved with what you're doing online? Well, people can buy my books, like I said, from www.biblicalalliance.com. Um, I, now, also, I have an email. If people write to me, there are other ways I can reach them. I'm getting ready for my trip to the States. My email is uh, Vic Mord, V-I-C-M-O-R-D, Victor Mordecai, Vic Mord, 2001 at yahoo.com. I think you find it in the website. Uh, and if people want to invite me to their churches or synagogues, radio, TV, uh, economic fora, universities, uh, I'm ready to go. I usually don't even charge a fee in the churches. It's a love offering. And I've been doing this 33 years. You know, I'm like a fish in the water when I come to the States. I enjoy myself. I love the people. I've got my seven books in my van. And uh, luckily, I don't charge for my autograph. That's awesome. Well, you you are amazing. Thank you for doing this. And uh, I definitely will talk to you soon. And uh, have yourself a wonderful, wonderful rest of your day. Thank you, Avi. God bless you, and God save America. Appreciate it, my friend. There he goes. That is Avi Lipkin today. And he joins us live here on our big broadcast. And that will wrap things up here for this edition. And uh, we thank you for joining us here on Bill, Pro, and NDI. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.